Hello and welcome to She's Killing It, the serial entrepreneur's guide to building an empire. I'm Alicia Shoemaker. And I'm Deb Oliviera. And we're here to share our tips, tricks, and shortcuts to building a massive business. Between the two of us, we've built over a dozen businesses, many of them being six-figure businesses. And we can't wait to share our experience to help you launch and grow a massive empire. We want to be the ones that help you scale your business, automate it, grow your team, and build your empire. Let's get started. So episode one of She's Killing It, I'm so excited for us to actually be able to uh, put all of our thoughts and experience into the universe. This has been something we've been talking about for a really long time. A while. I think like a good year we have discussed doing a project like this together. Between us, we've done so many businesses, so many experiences, and worked with so many different people. It just, when you start to list it out, we kind of look like we're crazy. Yeah, we do. We're like a good crazy. <laughs> a good crazy. The fun, very busy crazy. <laughs> so today's episode is a little bit different. We want you to get to know us a little bit so you know the... I don't know, the sphere of genius that we're coming from and the things that we've experienced. So you can get a better idea of who we are before we start dropping some serious business knowledge on you, right? Yeah. Just to kind of give you some history on where we're coming from, that we we do know what we're talking about. And even a little bit of history on how we know each other and how we've collaborated over the last few years and yes. basically become business allies over the last couple of years. We're killing it. (laughs) (laughs) Serial entrepreneurs at work. Very much so here. So, Deb, we're going to talk a little bit about you first. All right. Bring it. All right. You ready? Do that. Okay. So, tell me about your business. I would say business. It's really businesses. So, tell me all about it. So, they are ebb and flow. Okay. They continue to grow and expand and take on their own lives. So, first of all, I am a business coach and branding marketing photographer, which is how you and I work together. So that is my one company. And then I also own a photography studio that I have other photographers work with me. We mostly work with families within that photography studio. And then I have what is my passion project. It runs as a not-for-profit. We send out care kits to mothers who recently experienced stillbirth, infant loss, miscarriage, really any like premature loss in any way. Those are my three businesses right now. (laughs) There is another expansion in the works and I'm not done. There is more coming, but those are the three that I have for Those are the three right this second. Yeah. But as a serial entrepreneur, do you feel like there's always some kind of opening or door that is coming like this next new opportunity to step into? All the time. I've always opened opportunities. I'm willing to hear them out. Or if I have an idea, I'm like, okay, I'm going to mull this over. Is this an opportunity that I want to take right now? Is this something that I want to shelf and come back to later? Like, there's definitely one big idea that I know I'll eventually do. Like, I have a book written. <laughs> oh, I had it written for about a year, but I know that this is not the season to launch it. This is not the season to publish. Okay. So eventually I will do that. But now is not that time. We're going to definitely come back into 
the whole idea of when is it time? So we'll definitely, that is, I think, one of our episodes coming up where we need to discuss what it means to start and what it means to step into and what it means to wait and find the right opportunity. All right. So why did you get started in this entrepreneurial journey? What triggered you to decide that I am made to own businesses and build businesses? I am the rarity. I feel, I do feel like I was privileged. I was raised by entrepreneur parents. So I grew up in my dad's business where us kids, he was in business with his brother. So my cousins and I, we would go and like play at our dad's shop. And so we always were around the business aspect. We would go on business trips with our dads. We would be in the office learning from their secretary. We would be going on business meetings with them. It was always a family adventure. I was a homeschool kid. Okay. So I was able to be in the office a lot. You got to be fully immersed very young into this. Very young. I learned QuickBooks by the time I was 12. (laughs) I'm a grown adult and I still can't do QuickBooks. So I'm already sold. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I don't know. Some people love QuickBooks. I personally, I'm not a total fan. I don't use it anymore, but I knew how to use it at a very young age. That's amazing. So by the time I was 17, I graduated from high school a year early so that I could start my first business. And I I didn't know what I was doing at the time. I knew that I had this passion as a photographer. And my dad is the one who educated me to be like, okay, you're going to do this the right way. You're going to start your business. Like he knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. And he was already so much farther ahead that he's like, you're going to start your business. Your dad stepped in as your mentor. He did. But like I saw the flexibility that he had as an entrepreneur. And I wanted that. I wanted that life because I knew growing up, I could be like, hey, dad, I want to go out for coffee this morning. He could leave work because he had a business that he had someone else running it for him so that he was able to leave and go do the things that he wanted to do throughout the day. So your business started at 17. It did. I'm assuming, based on our conversation earlier, that's grown quite a bit since you were 17. How has your business grown and changed? Is it exactly where you thought it would be or where you wanted it to be when you were 17? Oh my goodness, no. (laughs) No. What I wanted when I was 17 is to be a national photographer. There's this photographer. Her name is Jasmine Starr. And I learned about her in 2009. So this was about a year after I started my business. Okay. That was my dream is to be like the next Jasmine star. You want to travel the world. You want to be a professional photographer that's world renowned. Exactly. I definitely have played as the photographer on the national level. Yes. But it has grown exponentially since that point to where now I'm like, I had this opportunity of learning business my entire life. And I've had these experiences. And so now I've morphed into being a business coach that I can then walk beside other business owners, tell them from experience and from an education-wise on how they can do what I've done, what I've learned, and help them grow. And avoid some of those hiccups that you have found and those stumbling points you found along your journey and help them 
maybe make them just tiny little anthills instead of the massive mountains that we had to deal with, right? Exactly. And it's not just my experience. It also is my dad's 35 years of experience that I've learned from him. And so it all just kind of compounded together into this beautiful thing. So kind of down that path, what's one of the biggest lessons you've learned as a business owner? Oh, gosh. So it's two. It's you are not going to be for everyone. Ooh, that's a hard one. And that's okay. As well, just jump. It does not have to be perfect. Just start somewhere. Start somewhere. That perfection piece is a really hard one to handle as an entrepreneur because we have this vision of where it's supposed to be. And if it's not ready, it shouldn't be seen. It shouldn't have the light of the day cast on it, right? Yeah. But I think it's so important to show up as you are. And of course, you know, get some pieces in place that need to be put in place, but it also doesn't have to be perfect because it's going to grow from there. And it's going to shift and change and meld. Okay. Actually, I have a third one. Oh, okay. It's to be adaptable. That was another one that I learned along the way. That's a good one. So how do you make sure you continue to grow as an owner and a person and a leader and as a guide for other business owners? I love this question. And I think as a business owner, even as a business coach myself, to always have a coach that is above you, like where you want to go. Another one is to always be expanding your knowledge. So if that is kind of the self-help books when it comes to business, like listening to other business owners, keeping yourself in the business world, networking with other owners. Yeah. Do you think it always has to be somebody who's more experienced or do you think that there's opportunities to learn from anybody and everybody? I think... You need both. You definitely need both to learn from someone who's been there. So someone who's farther along than you, but also everyone has their own view on things. And I think that it's good to hear out other people's views. Yeah, definitely. All right. So one of the biggest things that you and I have in common and really what kind of brought us together is we are both moms of small children. So how do you juggle three businesses and all of these new opportunities and being a mom, how do you manage to keep all the the balls in the air? So this one, oh my goodness, everyone likes to have an opinion on everything, everything. And I get opinions, I would say quite often, which I think is something that, you know, fellow entrepreneurs get who are like us that have the multiple businesses, that they're moms and they're doing all the things that we get opinions of people being like, you're crazy or you are spreading yourself too thin. And what they don't see is the day-to-day and the decisions that you've made in your business. I have made decisions in my business to set me up to have the life that I want, which is that flexibility, which means that I'm outsourcing things. I am automating things. I'm staying in my realm of genius. I have a team um, that helps me run all all the things. Yeah. And so having, creating the system in your business so that you don't have to do all the things. And that includes, that includes your daily life too. It's not just your business. That means maybe you have a, a ship shop, you know, yeah. run, instead of running to the store. 
that means that you have this tribe. So maybe you have a nanny, you have a babysitter that is watching the kids so that you can get solid work done. Maybe you have a cleaner come into your home so that that hour you're spending it one-on-one with your kids instead of spending that hour cleaning your house. It doesn't mean that you're incapable of cleaning your own home. You know, you are choosing how you are spending your time. I love the focus on, it's not that I can't do the things, it's that I'm making the choice to not, whether that's things that need to be done. Like I, my house has to be clean, so I'm going to hire a cleaner or things that I'm just choosing to not do because they don't add value to the life that I want. Yeah. I love that. And a lot of people think that that's so out of reach. Like I cannot afford to do that. I can never have a cleaner. I can never have somebody do that. I can't do this. I could. Do you think any mom or any, it's possible for any mom to do what you do? Oh my goodness. Yes, I do. I think that's possible. I think it's doable. It's not the big steps, right? It's those little steps. Yeah. I didn't just get here overnight. This is 14 years of experience in the process. This is 14 years of you know, crying (laughs) over, you know, something that happened in business or a business that closed, a business partnership that went bad because who God knows it's happened. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it's the little steps. It's the little things. So maybe once a month, have someone come in and clean your home, which means that once a month, what is your time worth? That once a month means that you can go spend that hour or two working to make the money that you need to pay your cleaner. Yeah. Or maybe it's more than that. So it pays for the cleaner and it pays for something else. It's really that. What does the time convert to? What is the value? And for me, it's also the sanity of having a clean home. I know that I cannot get solid work done if my home is a wreck. Mm -hmm. And I also, I'm a better mom when my home is put together. Yeah. Less stress. Yeah. Less chaos. Yes. I mean, exactly. It's still chaos, but there's there's less of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have a seven-month-old and a six-year-old. It's always chaos. <laughs> <laughs> but those little decisions allow you to have the sanity and still be able to do things and grow and build your business. Exactly. That's amazing. Okay, Alicia. We've been able to chat about me, but I want to turn the tables here and I want to hear about your journey. All right, buckle up. It's going to be a rocking good time. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) So was it always your plan to be an entrepreneur? Yes and no. There was never a doubt in my mind that I needed to run the show. So when I was in high school and into college, what I wanted to do, like what my job was always changed. But the point was that I always wanted to control my schedule. So for a while, I wanted to be a lawyer, but I didn't want to work for a firm. I wanted to run a firm. I wanted to be a massage therapist for a while. And it wasn't that I wanted to work for uh, a spa. It's that I wanted to run a massage therapy practice. It never occurred to me that I was meant to work for someone else. Interesting. Uh, So it was always in you, but you maybe didn't recognize it early right. on. I recognized that I needed to have a career, but it never occurred to me that entrepreneur was my career path. So when I was in college, I 
I majored in business because I knew that I wanted to do my thing. But entrepreneurship at that point wasn't a major at the university that I was going to. So I majored in business and general management. And my last year in college, they offered an entrepreneur class. And I was literally the first name in. I'm like, I need this class. I have no idea what it means, but this is my this is my class. And I dove in head first. And at that point, I realized I don't need to be a business person. I need to be an entrepreneur. And it took that course for me to figure out that what I was meant to do was build business or work in business or help business move forward. And it's made all the difference for me. I was raised by an entrepreneur. My dad bought a business when when I was really young. He passed away when I was young and my mom took over the business after he died. So I watched both of my parents, one, take on a business and then two, maintain a business. And I watched that flexibility and that ability to make decisions that it never occurred to me that that was not what a life should look like. I never wanted to be under somebody else's control. I wanted to make choices about what was important to me. Oh my goodness. You got to be raised by a powerful woman. I did. And, you know, she's absolutely incredible. She ran the business. She had some partners that she brought in because she knew she didn't have the skill set needed to maintain this business that she inherited from my dad. It had its ups and downs and eventually she stepped away from it, but it it gave me the opportunity to see what it meant as my, I had a, I have a little brother as she had him and was able to be home and have a flexible life and be a stay at home mom to raise him. Unlike the way she raised me, it just, it showed me that there was, it didn't have to be A or B. It's not black and white. There is something in between and that grayness, like it just grew. And I just had no idea that I was meant to do this until now, years later, I'm going, I don't, I can't fathom doing anything else except growing, sharing, and helping other business owners. That is absolutely incredible. So you have a very well-rounded like business experience throughout these years from a very young age. So when was it that you started your first business? I mean, we could go back to like, I'm going to run a lemonade stand, but it's not going to be a lemonade stand. It's going to be like multiple lemonade stands down the road. Like we're going to have multiple. <laughs> we're franchising. Right. <laughs> so that was, I mean, the crazy ideas when you're a kid. But I actually started my career working for a corporation, a massive international corporation, but it was a direct selling business. So I worked on the corporate side, understanding the gaps in knowledge for business owners, somebody who's coming in as a business novice, not quite knowing what they're doing. And how do you create tools and resources and help them grow to build a business within that direct selling network marketing MLM realm? But what I saw and learned most was that the entrepreneurial spirit is alive and strong all around the world, but also that you don't have to be fully prepared in order to be successful. Sometimes it is taking the next best step or the next right step or making it not be perfect, but continuing to push forward and learn and grow. And I think that experience built that passion and made me understand that there's so much more than working a nine to five. I started a commercial kitchen because I loved to bake and I love to cook. And so it was not something I wanted to do out of my house anymore. So I built a commercial kitchen and I ran a 
custom designed bakery in a secondary location while working full time. And I would work until I'd work all day and then go home and have dinner and go to the kitchen and work for another four or five hours and make a custom cake or cake pops or truffles and do cookie days for kids. And it let me do the thing that I loved while still working full time. My husband and I built an auto repair business together. And I worked as, you know, kind of collaborator on that on one side. And then we built another one years later. And I worked as a full partner and building my own direct selling businesses as I understood the realm and understood the business model and understood business plans more than most people. I dipped my toe into that water where all the marketing was done for me. And I just got to be myself and share a product that I really loved. All of those experiences from working behind the scenes to working on the front lines, I mean, I feel like it gave me this robust experience that nobody can duplicate it. I've had a crazy career between touching and growing and working alongside everything from mom and pop and side hustlers all the way to mega business builders and CEOs. I've gotten to learn and grow and help to develop all of them. I am learning so much about you right now. I love this. Doesn't this explain so much about my level of intensity? Oh my goodness. <laughs> like mind blown. So uh, those are the businesses that you've kind of had. A couple of yeah. them. Uh, you know. There's a lot of them in there. <laughs> Tell me about the business that you have right now. So right now I founded Flamingo Consulting. I actually founded it about, oh my gosh, nearly 10 years ago. I was working full-time. I had my commercial kitchen and I found out I was expecting my first baby. And that was super exciting and everything was going great. And I was trying to figure out how I was going to, at that point, I, I'm just going to be a CMO. I was going to run this direct selling company and I was going to be a super executive and I was going to hire the nannies and the sitters and the cleaners and all of those things so that I could continue to grow and progress in this career. So I had a lot, again, that flexibility that I was looking for. The higher level executives get a little bit more flexibility in their day. And I had a high-risk pregnancy and had to take eight weeks on bed rest. I had the most amazing management team at the time that knew that my plans originally were to take all of my that time off that I had originally planned, saved all of my vacation, and she didn't want me to throw it away for me to be on bed rest. So she allowed me to work from home, which was incredible. And this was, you know, nine years ago. Pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic. Nobody used Zoom. You know, you had to take seven steps to log into your email in the morning if you were working remotely. But I was able to do my job in four to five hours a day. And then I got to nap for the afternoon and watch Law & Order and just do other things. I'm stuck on the couch on bed rest, but I was able to still accomplish all the things I needed in four or five hours. So fast forward to, I took all of this time off. I was able to fully disconnect when I had my daughter. Everything went great. I used all of that vacation time and I was ready to go back. And I went back and they wanted me to sit at a desk for eight hours a day with a newborn and all the struggles of not sleeping. And I just didn't I couldn't fathom sitting at a desk for eight hours a day when in my head, I had proof that I could be home, that I could take care of my baby and do all the things that I wanted to do and still get all the work done. And it just wasn't an option then. So I left and I walked away from a really, really good income and 
put my family in the position of we got to figure out how to make one income work. And all of these people that I worked with still wanted help. They knew that I had value and they asked me to build a consultancy around it. And I was able to continue to do some of those side projects, the things they really couldn't get done. Coming into 2020, I was still doing that business in kind of the nooks and crannies of my life. It was just me. And 2020, I'm, I have now have three kids and they're all about to step into that school environment, whether it's preschool or already in elementary school and young education. And I thought, you know what would be great for 2020? Let's like really dig into this and see if we can make it grow. And then I'll be damned if not three months later, a worldwide pandemic hits. And I just assumed like, I'm going to keep hustling, but man, the whole world is upside down. There's no way this is going to grow. I, I, it's just me. There's just, there's not enough energy to go around. My kids are back home and everybody's, you know, having to go digital. Well, conveniently, my business is digital. I'm doing marketing and I'm doing social media and I'm helping businesses grow in the digital world. Instead of my business stalling, it quadrupled in size in a year and then tripled in size the next year. I went from, I'm doing this when I have a project to, man, I got to find a nanny for the summer because there's just not enough hours and hiring a team and really blowing out what was a convenience business that allowed me the flexibility to be a mom. Now Flamingo Consulting is a full-blown marketing agency with a team and all of the all the benefits of being a business owner with still allowing the flexibility to be the mom I need to be. That is absolutely beautiful. That was a really long way around. I own a marketing agency. (laughs) (laughs) I think that explains it all. And that's amazing. So what does it mean to you as a business owner, you know, showing your kids what it means to be this strong, independent woman as a business owner? Yeah, I actually have three girls. So to me, it's showing them that the world isn't black and white. And I feel like, especially over the last couple of years, that's become more apparent to the rest of the world, but that you don't have to choose, that your level of success is defined by you. It's not defined by a paycheck. It's not defined by a review or the career path you have or what your job title is or what uh, just it doesn't matter what somebody else views as success. For me, success is I can go on field trips and I get to do preschool pickup, but I can also then travel for work occasionally and influence people and have an impact. And all of these things make up who I am. I'm not strictly defined by what somebody else defines me as. And I feel like, especially as women, they're going to grow up being put into boxes you are this person or you are that person. And I want them to know that they get to choose which box or no box that they want to be in. Exactly. You get to live the life that you choose. And it does not mean that it has to be Monday through Friday, eight o'clock to six o'clock. You get to decide if you want to work or where you want to work. There's so many choices. And I think it's also cool. We both have the same experience of being raised by entrepreneurs. So we do know what it is to be that entrepreneur child. Mm -hmm. And now seeing our kids being raised in that same environment, but we are the ones now being the business owners, influencing our kids. I think it makes such a huge difference to have the experience of being able to 
see it and be a part of that life at a young age. But I also don't think that it's the only thing that's made us successful as, no. as entrepreneurs. There's so much time and energy and effort that has gone into you and I building businesses in so many ways. I look at the way that I grew up and the way that my family ran our business as things that I like these things and I'm going to keep these things, but these are, there's a lot of things that I don't want to carry. This is not the business that I want. So I'm going to let those pieces go. And it's one of the reasons why I feel so compelled to do things like this podcast and teach and share because we did have these extra benefits as being raised by people who were driven to build something. We need to be able to supply that knowledge and that energy and that experience and be able to share it with other people. And you made a very good point that I try to make often where I learned from my dad how to run a business and how not to run a business. Yes. And same here. Like that's exactly why I love that we're able to do things like this podcast is to share that knowledge because we were privileged in that way of being able to be raised by them Mm -hmm. and be in that environment from a young age, but being able to take that knowledge And I kind of hand it back and be like, here's what I've learned. Here's my experience. I don't want you to have to go through these same hurdles. Let me help you. Let me walk beside you and teach you all of this so that you don't have to make the same lessons. Well, and business shifts so much, even in 10 years, in how people build business and how businesses grow and where businesses are. 15 years ago, you know, the way that business built a reputation is very different than the way it is now with everything being so interconnected in the digital world and needing to have a footprint in different places, choosing like the business that my family built. I use the principles that I was taught, but the things that I know and the way that I build business has to be different because business is different than it was when my family was building a business. So I have one more question for you. Yes. How do you make sure that you continue to grow as a business owner and as a person? Oh, I think learning and being open to learning is the number one priority. As an entrepreneur, I feel like we are so focused on telling people what to do, where, why they should buy from us. We're constantly pushing out into the world. I think it's just as important to be open to listening and just shutting your pie hole and listening to something and then deciding whether it fits you or not, whether that's through listening to podcasts, reading books, making connections. I will say one of the most powerful things for me in growing has been building relationships with people and deciding the types of energy and the types of people that I want to build businesses with. So in our case, You know, it wasn't something where we sat down and said, here's the business or here's the things that we're going to do together. We sat in a room and went, I like you. We're aligned. We need to figure out how to work together. One of the members of my team, we met when she was technically a competitor. She was running her own digital agency. And we sat down in a room in not a competitive way and just hit it off. And there was so much growth and excitement in the room. We looked at each other and went, We need to figure out how to do something together. I don't know what it is yet, but I want to work with you, not I want to compete with you. The idea that we have to compete with everybody is such an archaic business principle, and I hate it, and I'm throwing it away. I would much rather work alongside people who are viewed as my competition, and there's room for all of us, but more importantly, I want to learn from other people that are doing incredible things. 
And not all of those incredible things are going to come from me. Sometimes it's me cheering somebody on from the sidelines and just being really, really excited that they're winning. And sometimes that's me winning, which is great. But I feel like finding the right energies, finding the right circles, finding the right people, it means you really do have to get out there and find people who inspire you. And that's one of the best ways to grow. Well, I think from here, it's time to truly dive in to this podcast season. I'm so excited. Episode two, here we come. Thank you for listening to today's episode of She's Killing It. Be sure to hit the subscribe button. And if you found something in particular that you loved about this episode, be sure to review it and share it with all of your female entrepreneur friends. We can't wait to chat with you next time.